when you're up against a hostile room of people who don't want to be there, you need real strategies that get results. Welcome to From Hostage to Hero, the show that gives you practical advice you can use right now in the courtroom, boardroom, or classroom. Learn how to move your unwilling audience to one that is invested in what you're saying, eager to participate, and engaged in the process. Learn from the attorney whisperer herself, your host, Sari Delamont. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of From Hostage to Hero. Now, if you're listening to this podcast, which makes sense, you know, most people listen to podcasts, you wouldn't know that we're also videotaping this podcast. And so it's nice to be with you here with makeup on and jewelry, things I normally don't have on when I'm podcasting. So we'll see how I end up liking this. But if you remember, if you're a longtime listener, we did a try this in the fall of 2020. And then boob cancer happened. So then we stopped doing it. Although I did continue to podcast all throughout my treatment. I'm very proud of myself. But all that to say, I'm glad to be with you both in your ears and your eyes today for another episode. And this one is called My Brain is Fucked. And guess what? So is yours. Before we talk about that very interesting topic, let's talk about our 116th review at Trial Guides. I know it's awesome. It's from Adam P. Five stars. And he says, completely changed my perception of jurors. Well, I'm so glad for that, Adam, because that's what we're aiming to do here at H2H is completely change your perception of jurors. So why is my brain fucked and why is your brain fucked? Well, let me give you an example. So just this last Wednesday, which won't be the last Wednesday when you hear this podcast, but as I'm recording it, it was this last Wednesday, I put my daughter, seven years old, on a plane internationally to travel to Finland which is many of you know is where I'm from with her grandparents so she wasn't going by herself but of course my brain did all kinds of scary shit because I am riddled with anxiety I don't know if you knew that I know I don't sound like I am but talk to my husband Kevin he'll tell you all the details I have an anxious brain and so for the weeks and not months leading up, if not months, leading up to Elena leaving, my brain was creating all kinds of shit. It was telling me that she was going to die in a fiery plane crash. It was telling me that she was going to get kidnapped or that she was going to get sexually assaulted in the um, bathroom. It was telling me all kinds of scary shit for weeks, for months. And here's what I want to to share with you today. And I, I want to hopefully help you, those of you who have anxiety, but I think that's kind of all of us, maybe not to the extent that I have it, is that this is how our brains are wired to work. Now, through the trauma that I was raised in and, and some of the, or had happened to me during my childhood, and the trauma that many of you have, I think all of us have trauma on some level, that creates neural pathways in the brain that then create, sometimes for some of us, extra anxiety. But even if you have a totally normal brain, which I don't know that that exists, but let's say you do, you had a beautiful childhood, nothing ever happened to you that was terrible, your brain is still wired to fuck with you. And here's why. It wants to keep you safe, period. 
So that anxiety, that brain wiring, it's all about trying to prohibit you from doing anything or having your child do anything or your loved ones do anything that may in fact hurt them. But the fact of the matter is, is that we live in a world where people can get hurt. They can unfortunately be sexually assaulted. Planes do come down in the sky and we have to manage those dangers, right? Because, because they are real. Now we can go and we can look at percentages and it's much more likely to get your you or I are much more likely to get um, killed in a car crash than in a plane crash but the brain doesn't know the difference right it, it doesn't really take statistics as something that is helpful so I want to give you three tips that we use in the h2h crew quite a bit to manage our brains because that's one of the big things that we do in this work. Yes, we are all about giving you trial tips and skills and all the things that you can slay in in trial. But the big thing that we want you to get from this work is that you can manage your brain and that you must manage your brain because the things that you're learning here in the H2H world are not going to make any sense and they're not going to be able to be used in your life until and unless you learn how to manage your brain because your brain is going to throw up all of the anxiousness, all of the the scary stuff when you, well, attempt scary things, which is what trial is, especially when you're attempting new things, right? It's going to tell you that this is a dumb thing to try. It's going to tell you as a recent H2H uh, crew member was in trial that she should just have forgotten doing any of this stuff because the judge was shutting a bunch of it down and it was just a total shit show. Your brain is going to continue to throw those things up and want you to quit. But here's the, the big, big thing you got to get is that when you learn to manage your brain, that allows you to get to places you never thought you could go before because your brain is trying to stop you from continuing your journey and your growth as a human being. So we have to learn how to manage that. Now, we don't manage that by telling ourselves or our brains that they're stupid or they're dumb or why do I have these thoughts or what's all the stuff that's going on in my brain? Why do I think this way? You think this way because everybody thinks this way. That's just how our brains are wired. But we do manage it by these three things. There's more things, but these are the three things that we use in the crew quite a bit. The first is the awareness that our brains are wired this way. That's really the first thing is to really calm yourself down and recognize that your brain is wired for fear and your brain does not like change and your brain is always scanning and looking for danger and that is totally and completely normal. I cannot tell you how many people I hear beat themselves up over having thoughts that are completely and totally normal in the first place. So the first step is really recognizing that you're completely normal, right? If you were going through life and nothing scared you and you were never afraid of anything and you never had an anxious moment, then that would say something's wrong with you, right? The fact that you have those moments is completely normal. So please be kind to yourself and understand that that makes you human. And that's a wonderful thing. 
The second thing that we use in the crew to manage our brains is once we recognize that our brains are wired that way and that it's totally normal to have those thoughts, those fearful thoughts, we recognize where those thoughts are coming from. You might have heard me talk a lot about the saboteur in previous uh, podcast episodes, but the saboteur is a voice or collection of voices, and some of us have many saboteurs, that we've collected over the years. So as bad things did happen, what the brain does is it creates, have you ever seen that that movie? We just rewatched it probably for the seventh or eighth time, Inside Out, a great Pixar movie, and the the memories come out and they're the little marbles every time something happens and there's core memories well a lot of these core memories are negative experiences that you have that the brain wants to make sure to remember because again the brain is wired to keep you safe and so what it wants to do is say okay here's this thing that happened we're going to lodge that in your brain and make sure that that never happens to you again now Where the brain isn't so great is that it has this general thing that happens to you and then it just makes it mean everything's scary and that all new things will happen that way because the brain can't really differentiate between the dangers. It's like this this happened one time where you were embarrassed speaking in front of the class. So that means to the brain that every time you're going to stand in front of a group of people that you're going to get embarrassed. Now, that's not true. That's the other thing. I didn't put that in the three things, but that's the other thing we talk about in the crew. Half the shit, if not more, that your brain tells you is a big fucking lie. I know. This is what I'm talking about. How about how my brain is fucked and so is yours? Is that it lies to us, right? Just like some of us lie to our kids to keep them safe, right? Our brains lie to us. It tells us things that are not true because it would rather keep us alive and itself alive than be wrong. So it's going to lie to us, right? And it's going to tell us, listen, this happened once, so that means it's going to happen every other time. So we recognize that that's not really true, and that comes from our saboteur, which is literally just trying to keep us safe so that we can manage that in the moment. So how does that work? Well, I'll get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom because I'm old, and that's what us old people do. We get up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. And immediately the saboteur starts talking. I mean, I'm half awake and I should say half asleep. And the saboteur is just like, oh, great, you're awake. Here's some things for you to worry about. I wonder if Elena's plane came down in the night, right? You were tracking it before you came to sleep. But you know what? She's probably in a charred like mess in like over the Antarctic somewhere, right? I mean, literally, this is the shit that my brain, I told you, my brain is fucked, throws at me at three o'clock in the morning right? It's just, it's waiting for me to pounce with all of the thoughts, right? So what what happens and how you can use this to your advantage is when you have that thought, because you will, because you're normal, you can say, that's just my saboteur. It's just trying to keep me safe. Obviously, it's trying to keep Elena safe, but she's already on the plane, right? There's nothing I can do. And I tell myself that's normal. She's going to be fine. And I go back to sleep right? Most of you, because you don't understand that you have a saboteur voice, will accept those things as true. And you will become so attached to those thoughts and create so much misery for yourselves. And this is why I'm sharing this podcast episode with you, because I have these thoughts on the regular. And I want to be transparent about that. 
It's not that I've learned how to never have an anxious thought. It's not that I've learned how to never have a negative thought about myself. What I have learned and what I hope to teach you is that you can manage that shit. That's the thing. It's not that you get rid of these thoughts. It's that when they come up, you can recognize them as one, normal, and two, as not you. It's that primitive part of your brain that was, that was wired to keep you alive. And the way that it keeps you alive is to scare the shit out of you. I know, it's the fucked thing about brains. But that's how it keeps you alive. It scares you so that you don't run in traffic. It scares you so you don't put your hand in the fire, right? It, it, it takes those memories and it just embeds them in the brain so that you never do that shit again. But again, it's not super smart about those memories because then it just applies them across the board. And that's just not how life works. The third thing that we use in the H2H crew quite a bit is the CTFAR model. And you may have heard me talk about that. That is C stands for circumstance, right? Something that has happened, right? Or may happen. (laughs) In my case, my anxiousness is always about what could happen, right? T, a thought about it. That's really what may happen. It's really the T line. Then F, T line creates that feeling. Then A, which is action. We normally are motivated to act from feeling. And then that gives us a result, right? So we talk a lot about how we can control that T-line. What we choose to think will create a feeling, then that will motivate us to act and we will get a result. That is in our control. We can choose to think different thoughts. So when I get up in the middle of the night, my saboteur starts up with all this, the T-line, before I can wake up, it's there. Oh, she's dead. She didn't make it. My parents died. You know, all the things, right, that I can stop and go, wait, that's not true. That's just my brain. And what do I want to think instead? Which is she's asleep. She's on the plane. She's going to land in a few hours. She's going to have so much fun, which is exactly what happened. Listen, my brain is fucked and so is yours because it wants to keep us alive. But when you know how to manage that, life becomes so much better. Now, one thing that I wanna say before I let you go is that there's brain management, there's thought management, there's all the things that I'm teaching you, but there's also, for those of us who grew up in trauma, for those of us who've had traumatic events, this shit goes beyond the brain and into the body. And for that, I highly suggest that you get medication, therapy, whatever it may be that you need and that you have no shame around that. I have both of those things. Kevin has both of those things. We're both medicated. We both have a therapist, right? There's no shame in that. So I do not want to be one of those coaches that is attempting to become your therapist because that is not ethical. And if some other coach is doing that, you call them out on that shit, right? We're talking about brain management, things that you can do. But if there's things that are plaguing you, to where you cannot live a fulfilling life where you are are feeling like the anxiousness, the depression, the overwhelm, whatever it may be is overtaking you, you get yourself to a doctor. You wouldn't hesitate if your arm was broken. So don't hesitate if your brain is a little bit more broken than what we've been talking about today, which a lot of us it is. So go get help for that. We fully support you. And I know that I couldn't do the work that I do and I couldn't live the life that I live without that assistance and Kevin will say the same thing. 
So we support you in that. It's not just about brain management. Sometimes trauma just fucks with you and gets in the body and it's not something we can think our way out of. But for all the other moments, this podcast is for you. I hope this helped. I'll see and talk to you next week. While you wait for next week's episode, how would you like instant access to exclusive trial skills training on my funnel method for Wadir? Grab a pen and paper so you can jot down the website address for a brand new 16-minute video that will help you win more cases. The free training is called Let the Jury Solve Your Problems in Three Easy Steps, and I'm even going to send you a workbook to go with it. Now, are you ready for the address? Visit fromhostagetohero.com forward slash training. You'll see me there. Enjoy. Enjoy.